0: Welcome to all! Today's office is We are starting the third line, the second to last word on the line. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sarabas, Yaakov, Mysha, her Nisham, Shred and Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Yachmiel, Morochai, Benir his Nisham, Shred Now we were discussing if non Jews have Yechos. We had said that we view a non Jewish mother as being the real mother, but not the father, because we assume that the one was mezane and we don't really know who the real father is. But now we learn something slightly different than that. Now Shred Avenalia said that there's no father to a mitzri, meaning a non Jew is not considered to be related to his father. Obviously, biologically, this person might be considered his father, but from Yichas' standpoint, it's on his father. Don't say it's because they're steeped in immorality and we don't know who the father is, like we just said 30 seconds ago. But if we do know who the father is, then we would be Chayshish and we would consider it his father. How do we know for it's his father? For example, his father and mother were locked up in jail for a year and a half together, and the only one who could have gotten his mother pregnant was his father, because those were the only two people in jail. Don't say that. Since we know that's for sure his father, so then we didn't Yichas, that's considered his father even if we know for sure that this is his father we don't treat him as his father because when we have two non-jewish brothers that are twins this was one drop meaning it was one egg and it's split into two such as identical twins we learned in the safe even in that case that we know for sure that they're brothers that there's no Khalitza or yibum so why is it that we're not going to be him after his father if we know for sure they have the same father we learn from here that the tyro was mafkir his zara meaning the tyro told took his seed and was mafgaret, making it considered like these are not his children. The chsiv, because the pasuk says, Besar chamar besaram, their flesh, meaning the flesh of a non-Jew, is considered like the flesh of a donkey, mas susim zirmasam, and their seed is like the seed of horses. And just like horses, maybe biologically, this horse is the father of this other horse, but midin yichas, there is no yichas for horses, so too there is no yichas by non-Jews from a non-Jew to his father. And now we'll go back to Melchikas of Shei Shesner Vacher, who argued regarding Gerim that share the same mother. Does one brother have the iser to marry the wife of the other? after? After he dies, obviously, this is after they became Gerim. So, Tashmada, um, Rabbi Yesi, Rabbi Niftaim says, There's a story with his fellow, Niftaim, he was a Ger, he married his maternal brother's wife after he became a Ger. And the story came in front of the and they said, ain't Ishas There is no Ishas for a Ger, therefore, Niftaim's brother being married to his wife is not considered real Ishas, and that's why Niftaim was allowed to marry his maternal brother's wife. The Gemara asks, Does that really mean that if a person becomes a Ger, and he's a woman, there's no Kiddush? over there? It's not valid? How could you say that? We know after a person becomes a Ger, and now he's a Jew, of course he's lied to be a Kaddish woman. So the Gemara says, you're right. There's no isr of ish ish Ach when it comes to a Ger. These two Gerim, even though they're biologically brothers, halakhically they're not considered brothers, and therefore time was allowed to marry his brother's wife. And now the Gemara comes in with its proof. Aren't we talking about a case where Niftime's brother married her after he himself became a Ger, and so we see that Niftime was allowed to marry his brother's wife? We see the brothers that share the same mother that became Gerim don't have an isr of Eshes Ach. That's just like like Rav the Gemara says, it's not a riot. Do not speak If Niftaim's brother married his wife when he was still a non-Jew, the Gemara says, What's the chiddish if he married her while he was still not Jewish? If Niftaim's brother married his own wife when he was not Jewish, of course Niftaim is allowed to marry that woman once she becomes a ger. We know that non-Jews aren't considered to have halachic ishes with each other, so there's no chiddish in that case. The Gemara says, no, You might have thought, that we should be gazer, that Niftaim would not be allowed to marry his brother's wife. Even though his brother married his wife when he was still not Jewish, ought to be because a Person might get confused and might end up marrying his brother's wife if he married her after he became a ger, and that case is not okay. Kamashmon, the Kiddush is that we're not guys in such a case, but we don't have a raya for a Vacher Yaakov over here. And Tashma, another tempted raya, The Amr Ben Yassin, Ben Yassin said, When I went to the cities down by the sea, Ger I found the ger, he married his maternal brother's wife. Amr Elay, I asked him, My son, who allowed you to do this? Amr he told me, There's a woman and her seven sons, they did the same thing. They all underwent geras, and they all married each other's wives. Al on this bench, Rebbe Kiva sat and said the following two things: Ager is allowed to marry his maternal brother's wife. Vahamani also said, The Passock Yoina tells us, The word of Hashem was to Yoina Hanavi the second time saying, This implies that the Shekhinah spoke to him only a second time, but not a third time. But At any rate, we learned over here that we see that Ager is allowed to marry his maternal brother's wife. My Isn't that talking about a case? Where his brother had married that woman after he already became a ger, and we see that it's permitted, just like Ravach Yaakov, the Gemara says, no, not a raya. His brother had married that woman when he was still not Jewish. The Gemara asks, myel member, what's a chiddish? So the Gemara once again answers, you might have thought Nixar shu that we should be geyser that he's not allowed to marry his brother's wife, even though his brother married her when he was still a non-Jew, because he might end up marrying his brother's wife when his brother married her when he was a Jew. the chiddish is that we're not geyser that, so we don't have a raya. But now the just asks on this particular case, umi how is Ben Yasser allowed? To- to believe this fellow. Anytime that's getting up and he's pascading halacha, if he's saying it before the particular ma'isa happened, so we'll believe that halacha. But if not, we don't listen to him. So Ben asks asked his fellow, how are you able to do this? Now this fellow is not believed to say, oh, I have halacha that supports me. So Gmar has a few answers why Ben was allowed to believe him. So either we could say this person would always pass in his halacha and this was even before he married his maternal brother's wife. Alternatively, we could say alternatively, we could say Bonel. He brought a Raya for it. He had a real live Raya for this because we have a woman and her seven sons that this happened to, so that's considered like a proper halacha that he's able to pask and like. some alternatively, we could say, Shani, Hacha, this case is different. He said another story, meaning another halacha of Rebbe Kiva along with this halacha that supports what he did, and therefore we could believe him. If he only said the halacha that supported what he did, so then we would have reason to doubt whether it's true. However, now that he has another halacha along with it, we could believe the whole package. Now, Amar, we had just stated before that the second memoir of Rebbe was by Hid Var Shamal Yenashana's Lemar that the word of Hashem was to Yana a second time, saying, oh, what do we learn from here? Shain is Deborah Ima Shina, Shlish's Lloyd Diber Imai. The Shina spoke to him a second time, but not a third time. As the Gmar Vaksiv, we have a positive that says, Who Heshabis Gvul Yushrol Milvai Hamas He reset the borders of Klaishaw from Hamas until Yamarava. Kidvarashem like the word of Hashem, Asher Deber beyond Avda Yonabin Ben and Avi, like he had spoken to his evid ben Amitai the Navi. So we see that Hashem did speak to Yana ben Amitai a third time. So Amravini answers, no, Al will Ninvei Kamar. We're talking about Ninvei. Hashem spoke to Yana about Ninja only twice. He spoke to him about other things other times. He says, this is what the Pasuk is saying, like Hashem spoke in the hands of his Navi, meaning, just like his Navi turned Ninveh from bad to good, so too in the days of Revan ben Yash, which is what this Pasuk was talking about, so too, Kla Yisrael was turned over from bad to good. It doesn't mean that Hashem spoke to yaina about the borders of Klai Yisrael. It just means that the borders of Klai Yisrael were reverted back to their original Borders, and that's going from bad to good, just like in the days of Yaina the people of Nimveh went from bad to good. But now another tempted Raya for Abshish or Avahabyakov Tashmau, we have another tempted Raya. The Bryce says, Gersha Haile Das Bikdusha Bairash a ger who is born Bikdusha, but his conception was Shelebikdusha, meaning his mother was still not Jewish when she conceived. However, she underwent gerus before he was born. Yeshla she'er Haim, He's considered to have relatives from his mother, but not from his father. Kate's what does that mean? let's say he married his maternal sister. he has to send her away. That's because they're considered are related, but mino av yekayim. If he married his paternal sister, so then he's allowed to remain married to her. Achlei so av mino If he married his father's maternal sister, yitzi he has to send her away. Tzadichas so beizantam mino av. If he married his father's paternal sister, yaitzi, he kaim allowed to stay married to her. Achlei so aim and mino aim. If he married his mother's maternal sister, yitzi has to send her away. But now we have a question. Mino av. If he married his mother's paternal sister, Rav Meir Omer Rav says yitzi has to send her away. Achum Omer Mekaim that he's allowed to stay married to her. Shai Rameir Omer because Rav Meir says call ervashimi shum sha'er ha aim yitzi any relation that's through a mother, he has to send away. If the relation is only through the father, such as a father's paternal sister, so then he's allowed to stay married to her. The continues, he's permitted to marry his maternal brother's wife and his paternal brother's wife. And all other rats are permitted to him also. Now, what does that mean? That The rest of the rats are permitted to him. And includes the wife of the father. He's allowed to marry his father's wife. The passing continues. If he married a woman and her daughter, over here we're talking about while he was still a non-Jew, he made Married a non-Jewish woman and her daughter and then all of them became Yidin. He's allowed to marry one of them but the other one he's not allowed to marry. However, he shouldn't marry them. And we're going to explain that in a minute. The Brasic includes if his wife died he's allowed to marry his mother-in-law. And some say that he's not allowed to marry his mother-in-law in such a case. But now here's our attempted right. At any rate, the taught us that he's allowed to marry his brother's wife. Is that talking about where his brother had married her after his brother already became a ger? We say his brother had married her when he was still a non-Jew. The Gemara asks, "May I remember what's the Chiddush?" We answer once again. Mahal-i-taym. The Chiddush is should be gazer that he's not allowed to marry his brother's wife, even though his brother married her when he was still a non-Jew, because maybe he's going to end up marrying his brother's wife if his brother married her even when he was a ger. Kamashmal. The Chiddush is it wouldn't have to be gazer in such a case, but once again we don't have a raya for a or a Akiba Yaakov. And now we just explain the bray. So Amar Mar, we had just said Nasa If when he was not Jewish, he married a woman and her daughter, then they all became gerim. He's allowed to remain. Married to one of them, but he has to send one of them away. And lechatchila lo yichnas lechatchila he shouldn't marry them. As the Gemara hashlafu Fuki mefik lechatchila mi baya. If you're telling me that he has to send them away, you have to tell me that lechatchila he's not allowed to marry her. So we say no. Hasam Kai, the lechatchila lo yichnas. It's going on the first part of the Brysa. V'achik amar. This what it means to say. In all the cases of the brayso where the rabbanon said he's allowed to stay married to her, that means lechatchila lo yichnas. Lechatchila he shouldn't marry her. But if he married her, he's allowed to stay married to her. And again, we had just said in that last case, meisa ishto imuta bechamisai that. That if his wife died, he's allowed to marry his mother in law. But the some say, he's not allowed to marry his mother in law. One of these is like Krebi Shemal, one of these is like Krebi Man, The one that says he's not allowed to marry his mother in law. Krebi Shemal, that's like Krebi Shemal. Dharma, he says, that his mother in law, even after the death of his wife, is still considered an Isar to him. And that's talking about by regular full fledged jihad, not by a Gair. When we're dealing with a Gair, that he's not allowed to marry his mother in law either after his wife died. Even though Midai Raisa, he would be allowed to marry her, it's a Gair, that he's not allowed to. And on the, Shari, the one that allows him to marry his mother-in-law after his wife dies, That's a that with a regular Yid, after his wife dies, the iser for him to marry his mother-in-law is a weaker berabanan. So when we're talking about a ger, the Rabbanu were not Gezer, and therefore, they said that he is allowed to marry his mother-in-law after his wife dies. And now, five women, their children got all mixed up. They all gave birth at the same time in the same hospital. Their children were put in the same nursery. The hospital ran out of those little bands that they put on the hands and the feet of the kid to make sure that you know whose kid is whose. So now, we don't know whose child is whose. So all these women are friends and they say, you know what, we'll just each take home a baby and we'll raise it as our own. And then these children all grew up. And then they all got married. And then they all died. Now the mothers of these five unidentified boys all had sons and we know for sure that they were their sons. So now these sons are but here's the catch. We don't know whose brother is really whose. So what do we do over here? Four of the brothers are gonna do to one woman and then the last remaining brother is is gonna be miyabeim her. And why are we gonna do this? Because of a of shach. Either one of the brothers that did chalitza was the real brother and therefore was a valid chalitza, now she's 100% mother to marry, so the brother that married her is just considered like a random person marrying her, or, all those four brothers that did Chalitza, it was really nothing, and that last brother that married her, he was the real brother, and therefore he did Yibam. So in Manushach, we got everyone covered over here. Now, after that first one received four Chalitzas and then got married, what do we do? Who? This one, they got married to that first one. Him and the other three brothers are going to do Chalitza to another one, and one of these brothers is going to do Yibam. It turns out that every single woman, she had four Chalitzas and one Yibam. And the Gemara says, It has to be that first he received Chalitza and then Yibam. We're not going to do Yibam first. Because he might be paga with Yibam Lashuk. If we're going to say, let's do Yibam first and then Chalitza, well, it could be that he's marrying a woman who's not really his Yibamah. It could be he's marrying the other person's Yibamah, and now he's a person that's not allowed to marry her. That's Yibam Lashuk. Therefore, we have to do Chalitza first and then Yibam. And now the Gemara explains why we chose to particularly do this in the Meshna. Why is it that we say that the first one that did Yibam, he joins the long- with three brothers, he does chalitza to the second one and then one of the other brothers is going to marry her. And the reason why we chose that case in the mission is because we don't want to say that one brother should do yibum to all the women. Why don't we just have four brothers doing chalitza to all five women and one brother is going to marry all five women? He's allowed to marry all five of them. Ella, what do we suggest in the mission is that each brother is going to be one of these women. Why is that? Because perhaps the wife that he's supposed to do yibum to is going to end up being his wife, meaning we're not going to know it. He's only going to know it after 120, but perhaps it's going to be his real wife, and then he's going to end up having done a mitzvah. But if we have only one brother doing it to all of them, so then the other brothers lose their chance. And now we have a few permutations of this case. Let's say, Some of them are brothers, and some of them are not brothers. The ones that are brothers do chalitza, and the ones that aren't brothers do yibam. What are we talking about? What does it mean? Some are brothers, some are not brothers. All of them are brothers over here. This is what we're saying. Some of the brothers here are paternal brothers, some of them are maternal brothers. So, the maternal brothers have to do chalitza. We know the maternal brothers do not do yibam. The paternal brothers will do yibam because we know there's yibam only by paternal brothers. Another permutation, Some of these brothers are kaihanim and some of them aren't. The kaihanim have to do chalitza. The non-kaihanim do yibum. The kaihanim are not allowed to do yibam because they're going to be doing yibam to a woman who already received chalitza and we know that a kain is not allowed to marry chalitza. Last permutation of this case, let's say some of these brothers are kaihanim and the other brothers are maternal brothers. All of them have to do chalitza, not yibum. Maternal brothers aren't allowed to do because we know it's only by paternal brothers. And the Kaihanim aren't allowed to do yibum, like we just explained. That's because they're going to be doing yibum to a woman who already receives chalitza and a is not allowed to marry, chalitza. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up with some more interesting cases tomorrow. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.